0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollock, Cybersecurity Attorney at Niles Barton & Wilmer, and I'm thrilled to have you back. Keep those questions and comments coming, 443-381-3586, or email me, sspollock, that's p-o-l-l-o-c-k, at nilesbarton.com. And welcome to 2021, and thank God we made it here, because 2020 was obviously One of the worst years I could ever remember, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that sentiment. But I'm happy we're here. I'm happy we're starting to see a kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, and that we're moving forward. However, we can't forget about 2020, and we've gotta look back and look at what we learned in 2020, especially when it comes to cyber, because those lessons are gonna instruct us moving forward. So today we're gonna talk about those lessons from 2020, and we're gonna talk about what I think is coming in 2021. So the first thing we learned in 2020 was that this cyber war is in full swing, and it's no longer in the shadows. It's on the front page of our news every day. We saw countries such as Russia, Iran, China, and North Korea launch sophisticated and insidious attacks against our government infrastructure, against our banks, our schools, our hospitals. And they did this unhindered. They even attacked our elections, the backbone of this country, because they wanted to sow chaos. They wanted to sow discord. And they did. I mean, look at what's happening right now. We're questioning the validity of an election. We're questioning both sides. We're screaming at each other. And that's what they wanted. We saw these countries put up criminals to launch more attacks. And then we saw the Treasury Department come out and say, We know you're paying these ransoms to these state-sponsored actors or these terrorists. And if you do, and we find out, we're coming after you. Because the government got sick and tired of these terrorists being funded when they launched ransomware attacks. So that leads to the second lesson we saw. We saw these ransomware attacks continue to increase and continue to get worse. And once again, ransomware is where a hacker gets into your system, takes it over, prevents you from doing business, making products, offering services, and holds all your information hostage until you pay them. We saw massive ransomware attacks occur in municipalities, schools, hospitals, banks. They didn't discriminate. Hackers don't discriminate. They don't care who you are. They're coming after you because they know we all have that sensitive, personal information that can cause harm. And third, we continue to see that small to mid-sized businesses are not immune from these kinds of attacks. As I just said, hackers don't care how big your business is. They don't care where you're located. They don't care what industry you're in. They only care that you've got information that they can extort from you, extort for money for chaos to cause you pain. So we continue to see that occur throughout the year so what can we take from those lessons and what do i think is coming in 2021 well first the war is going to continue and it's going to get worse and i think we're going to see that our government's going to respond because we can't allow these attacks to go unanswered we can't allow these countries to continue to attack our infrastructure and our companies and our way of life without any response because if we do, if we don't respond, it's going to get worse. So the question is, how do we respond? What's proportional? And I'm not sure that's you know a question for the government to answer. But I can tell you, for private companies, the way to respond is to be proactive, to get compliant with these cyber laws. Because these cyber laws are intended to make sure that you have those best practices in place to prevent these hackers from getting in. Second, we're gonna see a continued increase in ransomware attacks because of how successful and financially beneficial they've been. But along with that, we're gonna see what I call as a double dip. Specifically, that means we're gonna see ransomware attacks with data exfiltration. What I mean by data exfiltration is where a hacker steals your information. So initially, the belief was that during a ransomware attack, if you paid the ransom, hackers would give your information back and not steal it because it was a business decision. Well, unfortunately, recently, we've seen hackers change this tactic and recognize that they can get double financial gain. First, from getting you to pay a ransom. Second, by stealing your information while you're negotiating, and then selling it on the dark web. And they're gonna continue to do that because for them, it's why not? If we're paying the ransom, why not steal our information, too? Next, we're going to see hackers go after our vendors. When I say vendors, I mean any company that we contract with external from our own company that have access to our systems, have access to our information, or that we give our information to. And why is that? Well, a great case study is SolarWinds. SolarWinds is a managed service provider, an MSP. And what an MSP does is I want you to think about external IT, external cybersecurity. And why these companies are so create such vulnerabilities is that hackers have figured out, rather than attacking 100 individual companies to obtain this information and to hold companies hostage, they only need to go after an MSP because the MSP has access to these hundred companies. They hold the keys to all their information and all their data and all their systems. So one successful attack then leads to 100 successful infiltrations, which is very frightening. Finally, we're gonna see this the cyber law continue to evolve at a rapid pace to keep up with these threats. And we're gonna see the enforcement really kick in it really started when it comes to cyber law, and uh, the uptick in the cyber law was started with the GDPR from Europe. Then about two years ago, three years ago, California passed the California Consumer Protection Act, which implemented very strict and stringent standards when it comes to cyber, along with heavy penalties and fines. And from that, it was a domino effect, where states across this country have either implemented or are trying to implement similar laws to the CCPA. Now, what's the practical effect of that well the practical effect is now companies need to be very mindful of their obligations their legal obligations when it comes to cyber they need to make sure that they've got these policies procedures and protocols in place and that they are legally compliant they need to make sure that their vendors are in line they need to do that due diligence with them they need to have the contractual obligations With their vendors to make sure that they are obligated to follow the same reasonable practices procedures and protocols and we need to be aware that civil fines and civil lawsuits are coming attorney generals are going to start enforcing these laws because they are starting to see that the damage is irreparable and that if we don't start protecting this information that it's just going to get worse and worse so how the government gets companies to protect this information is enforcing these laws, which unfortunately punishes the company. But the whole premise is if you're compliant, you have the best chance to prevent and mitigate the potential harms of a data breach. So the implications, once again, we're looking at this heightened effort to get compliant with the law. We need to recognize the immense responsibilities we have and then the immense liabilities that follow. Recognize that companies are entrusted with their employee and client information and their, their employees and clients believe that they will protect it and implement those reasonable standards. And finally, we need to keep incorporating a team-centric approach to solve this problem. Incorporating external cyber, external legal public relations, human resources, enterprise-wide. This is not a problem that can just be handled by one department. We need to incorporate many parties to make sure everybody that needs to be involved is accountable. So that's what we're looking at moving forward in 2021. Once again, I'm excited to be in 2021 and I'm excited to be out of 2020. Uh, I'm thrilled that you're back. I'm excited about some of the speakers that we're going to have coming up, talking about public relations, talking about crisis response, talking about forensics, white hat hackers, government regulators, all across the board. Some great topics and great speakers. So make sure you keep checking back weekly. Keep calling with, keep calling or emailing with questions, comments, 443-381-3586, or email me at sspollock at nilesbarton.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Cyber Law Revolution.